When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, Matt, the Lions beaten badly in the end. One all going into this Saturday. What did you make of that second test? Were they just overpowered? I think they were overpowered uh, for sure, Stu. Um, but I guess that was reasonably well expected that, you know, the, the box would come back, game under their belt. I thought it was a better team than the first test that they'd selected. Um, so I, th- I thought the power game was always going to come out. I think what shocked pretty much everyone was the lack of alternatives or the, that the Lions put up, the, the real lack of uh, a cohesive attacking plan uh, was, was just non-existent. Uh, I, I thought it'd be a very close game. Like I thought it you know, might be 18-20 or something like that at the end of the game. But... Um, you know, the South Africans were, were by far the better team, you know, by a considerable margin. Um, and they deserve to win the game. But it's what's, what's really concerning is the lack of, of what it seems strategic thinking on, on the behalf of the Lions. Like they were brave and tried their heart out. You couldn't question any of that. But, uh, you know, there were some really, really poor decisions by the players out there. And, and just mindless physicality running into a brick wall of South Africans time and time and time again. Um, You know, the statistic that Dan Bigger passed the ball three times in the match, that's all he did. I mean, that's just, I've never heard a number like that. I've never heard a number anywhere near it in my life. Now, the only time you see that number is when a team gets hockeyed by 60. And you never see that number. You never see three. I've never seen that. I have never, I'm full stop, I have never seen it. The only time you see it is maybe it, 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 it might be a team that gets beaten by 70 points. So they just don't have any possession. The, the Lions actually had, at times, more possession than the Springboks at certain periods of that game. So, you know, they got a few lucky calls. Was Robbie Henshaw's try a try? I would have given it. Um, I always thought that if you had the ball in your forearm, your forearm was an extension of the ball. So that, you know, if, you, if I went over and touched down with my forearm, it's still a try. Um, obviously, they felt that somewhere there was a South Afri- piece of South African hand underneath it. That still wouldn't have changed the game. Uh, it, it was still a completely dominant display by South Africa and a, and a tactical train smash by, uh, by the uh, Lions. Hard to believe as well. They were nine six up at half time, and then in the second half they just didn't get smashed, as you say. 
it was it was some uh on, on watching this in france and and so i'm watching it in in french and i'm i'm, I'm not i wouldn't suggest to you i'm anywhere near fluent and this game is got i'm watching my watch and i'm going wow you know like this game's gone first half's gone for an hour and then i'm, I'm i walked out so i got to come to i try to come back and there's all these ads and they're showing some other video like it was the, the game kicked off at five o'clock irish time at 20 past six the second half had not started like that it was you can't what what sort of what are we presenting out there like it was it was really poorly run by everyone on the field the attitude of the players the the referees had been placed under that much pressure they were triple checking every single thing that went on and it just went on and on and on and on and i i felt that played into the lions hands once south africa could get some set play some malls some scrums and got some physical momentum going not not anything brilliant i mean we, we still haven't seen any um brilliance that we know Chisel and Colby has. And that was a little glimpse of Mem Pippi went with the chip over the, or the, no, the chip, the cross field kick that led to the try. You know, am brilliant defence, but no attack. We're not seeing any of the brilliance or, or from Watson or from Stuart Hogg. But once the Lions or anyone on the planet, once you get into that physical headbutting match with South Africa, if you can't bring something else, you'll lose because they're just the best in the world at it. They are just a beast. And, and the Lions didn't bring anything else to that, to that second period. And it has been, quite understand, it's been the second half of both the tests um, where the, the momentum is gained and, and the teams have sort of got away. But even the first test, like the South Africans were desperately unlucky not to score some more tries. And, and the Lions desperately fortunate to not get some sin bins. So... I think again the shock of that second half, Stu, was was how much the line, the uh, the box dominated the Lions. Uh, it was certainly something I wasn't expecting. And was that a case, Matt, where the Lions just can't compete, or did the Lions shoot themselves in the foot with the penalty oh. count and yeah. also their knock-ons in the air and just the back three making mistakes? Yep. Uh, fifth, Fourteen turnovers by the Lions. Um, I, th I think I haven't got the exact stat right at hand. I think it was only eight by by the uh, Springboks. So, you know, more than double almost, you know, close to double. Um, and and, and it wasn't, and that, that was a result of them getting into this ridiculous physicality match of a kick, a kicking game and a chasing game. And that's it. That's all we're going to bring attack. We'll smash it up a few times. Unless we get somewhere, we're just going to kick it. And, that tactic, as you put it, is, is shooting yourself in the foot. In, in other words, you, you, in my opinion, they've, they've created a tactic that empowers South Africa. It's like going out against New Zealand and playing a game where you're going to turn over a lot of passes. You're going to throw the ball around that much that you're going to turn the ball over because that's where New Zealand score most of their points from, from turnover ball. So if you play a game where you're going to produce turnover ball, New Zealand are going to go, great, keep playing it, guys, because that's, that's what we want. If you go against the, the South Africans and you say, well, we're just going to kick you possession and try and bash you into submission, then, you know, you can see them rolling their sleeves up, <laughs> ship it in, son. And, and 
I, I think also, if we, if we just take one point, where the, the Lions decided they're going to get into this thing, and Mara Toja, who's an immense player, immense human being, had a great second test, started to get into the chat, started to get into the talk at the lineouts, which we know the Saracens boys um, do as part of what they do. And it's really annoying. But when they started getting some back, when Estevez and Monster and these boys started getting some back, and they started getting niggly, pulling his headgear and doing some things like that, and just giving him back some of his own, he didn't really like it. And I can think there was a few of the uh, Lions forwards that, that we could say that. They wanted to play a bit of niggle in the first test, which is i got no problems with. But, you know, if you live by that sword, you're going to have to die by it as well. And when the South Africans came back with an equal amount of niggle that, that, um, that was well and truly deserved to be given back, the Lions didn't respond very well. And they got caught out psychologically, I think, as well. There was one shot of a Tojo there laying down, I think it was on Quagga Smith, with his, his leg right across his chest on being kind. It could have been on his neck. And, look, that sort of stuff goes on in rugby all the time. But it, it is annoying and it is frustrating. So when he gets some back of it, you can't squeal to the referee. you just got to go, OK, well, if this is the game we're playing, I'll keep playing it. And I thought the Lions got really distracted by the physicality and, and the little bits of niggle and the chat. And you, and you can't. If you, if you go into that place, you've got to be strong enough to keep fighting it. So, you know, across every front, I think they got out thought, they got out physicality, the scrum wasn't as good. Uh, there was far too many turnovers. They, the back three didn't perform particularly well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I've got to say, how Dwayne Vandermeer survived that selection Cull of the back three you know, is just beyond me. I thought he was the worst of the three. And yet he, um, yeah, after being Simbian, he survived. So, look, Gatlin, he, it's true, I suppose, to skip ahead a little bit, and not, the second test in Australia, was that eight years ago now? The Lions got dumb. And Gatlin made a lot of change. Remember, he dropped Brian O'Driscoll. And they came out and won the third test. But the Wallabies were great contributors to their own downfall this day. Um, and certainly one of my good mates was a assistant coach that day. A couple of years later, over a quiet beer, he told me the whole story. And, and really, the Australians did a terrible job. They changed their line-out tactics. They changed their kicking tactics during the game, and which played in the Lions' hands. So, so while Gatlin gets a lot of credit for that game, and he sure he should. I'm not trying to take it away. The Australians contributed hugely to that success. I cannot see that happening in the third test. I cannot see the South Africans changing their game plan, doing something different to what we've already seen. So the question now is, what is it through that selection are the Lions going to do different to change to get a different result? And I don't see a lot in that selection to say, that, that, that just jumps out at you and says, oh, we're going to have a lot of difference here. Before we look at that selection for the third test map, let's have a quick word on the officials you sort of mentioned earlier. You feel for them, the pressure there. They just seem to check everything. Are you disappointed by that, Matt? Yeah, and, and Stu, I, I, I'm disappointed by the system. I actually thought the officials tried really, really hard, and I, I, I really felt for them, you know. Um, the rechecking and rechecking of Robbie Henshaw's disallowed try. Look, you could just, you could feel 
them not wanting to make an error to, to go through it every time. And, and it just went on and on. Now, that is direct result of Warren Gatlin's public criticism and, and, and very much um, wrong criticism of the TMO, the appointed TMO, because we're in, a, we're in COVID. The New Zealand TMO couldn't get there. What's he want? Who are they going to put in? They had to put a South African in. That was not some, some uh, uh, conspiracy to down the lines. It's just the world we're living in. And for him to come out and say those things, I thought was out of line. And then what Rassi did um, in releasing that video was also very much out of line. As I said on the pod last week, that video is the, the conversation every international coach has with referees every week. You have a very hard and, and direct conversation with the referees. Every guy who's been an international coach has that same type of of a uh, uh, discussion and the same tenor. I want, you know, I want some direction. I want to know what, what we're doing. This is what you said. We didn't do it. This is what we're penalised. Is that going to happen next week? I've got no problems with any of that. And anyone out there that has a problem with that hasn't been in a test match arena. The problem was he put it out to the public. And that was hugely disrespectful to Nick Berry, the, the, the referee from the first test, and put massive pressure on the second test referee. And that was totally out of line. The third part that is out of line with all this, too, is world rugby have left the referees out there. And the, the, not the referees, the, all the officials swinging in the wind. They've come in now way, way too late. They should have come down on Gatlin straight away and they should have come down on Rassie. If they come down on Gatlin, they wouldn't have Rassie's problem. So World Rugby deserve a lot of the uh, blame for where this has gone. And it, it has not put rugby or the series in a very good light in any way. And that's a huge disappointment. You know, we're, almost, we're all fed up with COVID. This, everyone was looking forward to this so much. And for the, for the leadership of the Lions and the Springboks to carry on the way they had, they've really let us down. They've let the game down. They've let all the supporters down in both countries. And they've put a lot of pressure on referees. And it's made the game slow. And you cannot blame the officials. That's the system. And World Rugby needs to address that system of refereeing. And I've been speaking of, uh, to um, reform our officiating for more than 15 years, Stu, and long before I was at Ulster. And when we were at Ulster, we, we, we you know, we, we would, if you, if you got um, uh, called out with your referees, you would be sweating on who you got as a referee. If you got Nigel Allen or Alan Lewis or Elaine Roland, you'd go, whoa, thank heavens, you know, I got through, I got a great ref. We'll be fine. And you were fine. You might win the game, but if you got a whole lot of other guys, you were in real trouble. That's because we're asking our referees to do the impossible, to look at a hundred things, and they are still the sole judge of fact and law. So everything comes down to the one guy or girl. And that is so unfair. Every other sport, there's support systems and mechanisms. And we have the most, probably the most complex sport in the world for, for officials. And we're asking them to do this one thing. And then we're putting their name and face out there to millions of people around the world as being incompetent. You know, that, that, that whole system and the whole way we address it has to change. And that's spoiled the series up to date. Interesting, Mark. Back to Gatlin's test team for this weekend. Six changes from test two. Wynn Jones, Ken Owens. Price at nine, Aki in the centres, and then Adams and Liam Williams come in. Changes you like, Matt, or what else would you have done or not done if you were Gatlin? 
without knowing um, the health and fitness of the players in the camp, uh, I would not be starting Dan Bigger. Um, let's start with that one. I, I think, I, th I actually think he's carrying an injury and I don't know if he's training during the week. And he had a very poor game last week, a really poor game. Uh, and I don't know if the viewers noticed this, but at line-out time, in attack, not in defence, in attack, on many occasions, he wasn't standing at out half. He was standing where the winger stands. Now, that is, there's the line-out, there's the sideline. He's standing in behind the line-out. Now, why on earth they would do that except to say he's not going to get the ball? He's not needed to get the ball. So why you got a 10 that's not going to get the ball? So the, the, the whole thinking behind what they're doing and, and his use was very poor. I felt sorry for him because I thought he was, that was a tactic and I thought it was an appalling tactic, a tactic I've never seen in my life, by the way. But I don't think he's a best seller. I would have had Farrell or Finn Russell. Finn Russell not really because I don't think Finn will cope with the pressure that we're seeing out there at the moment. I think he'll make a mistake and a major mistake. But Finn Russell has also got an X factor that can do things that none of those other tens can do. And their lines are pretty much in the point where they might need him. And I think that's why he's on the bench. Um, and Farrell is gone. If Farrell goes, you know, who, who's your next goal kicker? So it, there's been a, a big, you know, you know, Connor Murray, so you're going to have to bring your nine on. Sorry, if, if with Farrell gone, Dan Bigger goes, who's your next goal kicker? Finn Russell is a part-time kicker at most. Um, he's not a great, great goal kicker. You look across the rest of that team, Liam Williams, I have seen him kick, but I wouldn't say Liam is a goal kicker every day of the week. So that there's there's a, there's some real question marks there. If we come back to the just just quickly to the forwards, I, I I think if you look, Sam Simmons probably deserves a shot. There's nothing between the eights. Um, the back row probably deserved to stay there. Second row maybe. Uh, Kenny Allen, Wynn Jones. How could you argue not giving them a go? I thought the scrum went backwards. And Vunapola um, was a bit disappointing, considering how well he did on the first test off the bench. But again, I think we have to say the South Africans have improved. But I, I do have to say, Beard being on the bench instead of Henderson is is wow. That's that's tough. You know, that's a really really tough call. I, I'm not a training, and I don't know what's going on. But uh, Henderson is what I thought had an outstanding lead up games. I thought he, he could have started in front of Win Jones. I would have picked him in front of Win Jones and have Win Jones on the bench. Um, and for him to not get any test time and for Beard to get test time, I think is, is a really, I think it's an unfair selection. Two tours he's been on and yep. no tests yep. for Anderson. Pretty unlucky, isn't it? Uh, mate, and it's unjust. Uh, you know, unlike, I, I think, Stuart, I'm not having a go there, mate, but I just mean, unlucky is when you break a finger or, you know, you, you pull a hamstring. He's played really well. He deserves a shot. And, and if you look at all the other guys who have got shots, um, you know, you, you look at Dwayne Van Amir, he's going to play all three tests. Now, I know they're different positions, but, you know, Henderson certainly, I, I think, could feel a bit bitter about that. Um, Look, the other ones, you know, Liam Williams, I would have had in the back three. I would have had him on the wing again in front of Vander Moor. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't have picked him in any of the sides. And I thought he really let the team down um, last week. Yet he's picked again. Uh, the centres, delighted for Bundiaki. 
delighted, not, not a problem. And that's the best to me. That should have been the best centre pairing from the group they picked. To go into this tour without a specialist 13, it was just madness from the start. It was madness from the start because the only way you're going to get around the South African rushing defence is have a specialist, a highly skilled specialist 13, like Gary Ringrose, who's used to that position, who's used to the pressure, who understands it. You know, so, so if we look at all the other teams that get round rushing defences, they play a second 5-8, as the Kiwis and the Australians say, a second ball player. Who's your second ball player there? Who's your, who's your great ball player? Now, if you picked um, if you pick Farrell in a 12, there's a second ball player. If you pick Gary Ringrose in a 13, there's a second ball player. But there is no real second ball player there. Robbie Henshaw is close to the best 12 in the world. I rate him so highly. And I think he's been, he's one of the only backs that's going to come back from this tour, hold his head high. He's had a great tour. But he's a good 13, but he's one of the best 12s in the world. Is he one of the best 13s in the world? You know, he's a good 13. So, so we, we, we haven't really done the right thing by the team two months ago because we didn't pick any specialist 13s. And when I read the team in May, I said, who's going to play 13? Are they going to, and I actually said they played Bundiaki and, and Robbie. When they played against Japan, I thought that's the best centre pairing and they buggerised around for the whole tour until they get to here now. I think it is a better centre pairing. And Bundy's physicality is, is good there. He's got to watch his tackling technique. When he gets really riled up, and he will get riled up, he can come in too high with that shoulder and we've seen him get carted a number of times. He has to watch that. He and Robbie have a great understanding. They play together a lot. So there's lots of pluses to it. Uh, but I don't think uh, in the, in the uh, British and Irish islands, are they the two best centres? No, they're not. You know, Rob, Gary Ringrose at Leinster training. Could, well, let's put it this way. You know, who would, who would make the Leinster team? On the lines they picked at outside centre, who'd, who'd make the Leinster team? No one. I think in every podcast, Matt, you've mentioned Gary Ringrose. So yeah, and, he's and, our big, and, hope he's our biggest listener. Yeah, yeah right. Gary, just send the checks via Virgin Media. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just a huge a huge failing. It's a huge failing. And 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 let's 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 look at mirror that image. Look at Am for South Africa, who has been outstanding in defence and attack, absolutely outstanding. He has put some absolutely incredible tackles in in this tournament. The timing of his defence has been absolutely superb. Scored a magnificent supporting try the other week. Um, you know, it's a specialist position. And in my opinion, mate, in the back line, it's the, it's the hardest position in the back line to play. And not picking specialists there for any team is an error. And, and unfortunately, the Lions are showing that. Another Irishman that uh, actually misses out this time, Tag Byrne. Hasn't quite happened for him, has it, Matt? No. And, and I, I feel for him um, because he and Courtney Laws were going toe-to-toe for that six jersey. You know, I've said all along, you know, there'll be six who are on the bench, six or 19, or six or 20, sorry. And um, look, he just hasn't had the impact off the bench. And really, he's not that impactful player, and I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful, I'm a great admirer, he's just a workaholic. 
and does so much during the game. That's his strength. And Courtney Laws is probably a better impact player. The problem, I think, for 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 Byrne is is Courtney's been out, you know, pro- probably the pick of the uh, the players across across the the, the PM Atoje be the pick of the pack in the, across the two tests. So he has been unfortunate there. Um, look, at least he's got test time. He's proved himself. I think he's going to come back to Ireland as the six for Ireland. And I think it'll be, you know, you'll see uh, Henderson, Ryan uh, in the second row and Byrne at six. And, wow, that's a, that's a pretty dynamic three you've got through there. I mean, that, that's, that's world class, those, uh, those three through there. But it's unfortunate for him this week. If it was for Henderson, I, I would go, yeah, okay, I can stomach that. But for him to be dropped for bed and Henderson not to get in, Sam Simmons to come in. Now, I know it's not a direct one because Sam Simmons has come in for Valatau. I think that's a, that's a blow because Beard has done nothing to replace him. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. SA also make three changes. Two injuries, Steph Detoy and Fafta Kirk, and then Ludi Yeager comes in, and Mossart moves to the flank. Do you think they're going to be better again, Matt? Or how do you see them playing the same game plan, obviously, just even more intensity? Yeah, I mean, De Klerk and, and Detroit are great players. They'll be missed. You can't... No team in the world would uh, not miss them. Now, we, we just spoke about what Ireland can do. South Africa have done the same. Moved the Jaeger into the second row and lost it into the, into the sixth side. It's still a really... I think it's a bigger and more powerful pack in some ways. Um, having said that, you know, Steph Detroit is, I, I'm a, I love watching him play. Like he is a great, great player. Years ago, I happened to be in Auckland. Um, um, nothing to do with, with professional rugby, but I went to see Auckland play when Detroit was a kid playing in the super rugby. I think it was for the Bulls. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. I can't remember which, who he was. And he was a kid, like he was 19 or 20, and he was just, it was, it was a wow factor. Like, you go, who's this kid? He's going somewhere. And a year and a half later, he turned up in the box and, and proved it. They're going to be missed, but they've got great replacements. And they'll play the same game. It's interesting, Ryan Aspen pulled in from outside there and Mornay Stain, we spoke about goal kickers. So now that they see the importance of their goal kicking, they've got Mornay Stain on the bench. Uh, Reinhardt is a, is a sensational box kicker, tough, tough rooster. 
Like he's not going to. They haven't lost. They've probably got a little bit more physicality. I know perhaps an, an angry young man, but Reinhardt's probably bigger. Um, hasn't quite got that speed and that ability to turn a game. But I don't think it's going to be that sort of game as well. Um, it, they're not going to lose much there for sure, and they're not going to change their game plan, mate. No, it's the same game plan that won them the World Cup. Same game plan that should have won the first test. Should have. They didn't. So that's bad. That's rugby. But did win in the second. And they'll be doing the same. They'll be putting huge pressure on Liam Williams and Van der Merwe. They'll be coming down right down the left wing and straight at Liam Williams as well because Liam hasn't played a lot of rugby in the last month. And, mate, I think, I think they'll be challenging Bundy as well. Um, I, I'm not suggesting Bundy's a weakness, but they'll know Bundy's got a habit of the yellow cards, as we said. He's just got to really watch his tackling technique because Bundy's a competitor. When he tries too hard, he loses that technique. Um, but, but that's a very good South African side, especially that tight five. You know, I thought Colossi played well. Um, uh, Wiesa, the, the replacement, played really, really well. Smith was much better off the bench. I know there was an injury came on. I thought uh, Smith had a very good game as well. And the South African replacement front row was, was much more effective than they were in other weeks. And they'll be better again for that second test. They'll, they will be a significant improvement in the South African performance because they, haven't, they just haven't played rugby in the last year. So they were so, so underdone in the first test. They'll look better in the second. And I think they'll be better in the third as well. You mentioned there quickly, uh, Mornay Steen. First time in five years, back for his country. Yeah. He likes the Lions test, doesn't he? Obviously, he that second test 12 years ago. Some, yeah. some story he's had, isn't it, back in the green jersey of South Africa? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of faith being shown by the coaches because he certainly hasn't set the world on fire over here in France when he's been playing. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been reasonably poor when I've watched him. Well, not, not poor. That's that's not that's uh, that's very unfair. I'll take I'll, I'll take that back. He wasn't poor. He just hasn't been outstanding. Uh, he hasn't been the player that that he used to be. Now, whether that's the length of the European season where you've just got to pace yourself and he's not gonna he can't do it in every game, but they've they've, they've had him at training for a number of weeks and they're seeing something. And I think they're seeing something in his boot. This game could come down to some long range kicks. And that's his specialty. He can kick a ball better than most uh, and a drop goal as well. So that, that might be there. And he can also play 12. So he covers the 10, he covers the goal kicking, and you could slot him into the centres there as well without too much trouble. You probably see if something happened to him, Delonde come to 13 and, and Stain come in. You, I don't think Stain's got the pace anymore to match it at 13. But it's a, it's a very well-balanced bench for the box. Um, you know, they've got a lot of spots covered there. What are you expecting from the Lions, Matt? Are you surely you're looking for them to fire shot this week? Are they oh. good enough, Matt? Is that 23 good enough in your eyes? Gee, you, you know, you before the first test, you would have said so. And then before the second test. The second test was just so disappointing, Stu. Like, again, if I spin back to, to Australia and, and even the New Zealand tour, like, there was hope because the, there was something new. Like, you think of the try that, 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 uh, Shawnee scored off the Liam Williams break against New Zealand. It's one of the greatest tries of all time. And we just haven't seen a glimpse of anything, any of that attacking quality. There's nothing in the last two games that gives us a lot of hope, except the kicking game. 
and they got kicked off the park the other week. Now, everyone says Gatlin, you know, he, he gets a game wrong every now and then, but he doesn't get it wrong twice. But he's played South Africa. He's, he's, this will be his fourth game in a row against South Africa, the semi-final uh, at the World Cup when he was still coaching Wales. First test, second test, the third test. I think he's got all of them wrong up till now. He got away with the first test, but I, I don't think that the, the Lions, you know, th there was some shocking refereeing that went against South Africa. We just got to admit that. The Lions got away with it, but it wasn't a strategic masterpiece where there's got to be something come out this week that we have not seen to do something against the Lions, but against the South Africans. We just got no evidence of it, Stu. That's the thing. Like, I would like to say to the listeners, whether we're on pods or on, on TV, I'm giving them something I've seen. I've got some proof. I've got some evidence. You know, I've seen this. And when you haven't seen anything, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It can happen because that's, that's rugby. But when you haven't seen it for so long, it's really hard to say, oh, yeah, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to have a big performance. That's hope. So, yeah, we can hope they have a big performance. But I haven't seen anything either in that selection that's inspirational or in what they've been doing to say that they've got enough to beat South Africa. Because I think South Africa, as I said, will be better than they have been. So that's a, you know, it was, it was bleak for the Lions in Australia. It was bleak for the Lions in New Zealand. And they came out and Gatlin found a way to do something. You know, whether it was a draw, even. and there could be a draw in this game. But if there's a draw, I think the South Africans would have stuffed up. And I'm not so sure this South African side, in the mental state where they are, with a, with a, two games under their belt, will do the same things as the Australians did eight years ago and implode. Um, matter of fact, I know they won't. So the, the Lions will have to produce something we haven't seen um, to win this game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to sum it all up. Finally, Matt, you're saying South Africa will need to play pretty poorly and the Lions will need to have an absolute stormer and deliver things we haven't seen for them to win the game in your eyes and yeah, win the series. We, exactly, Stu. We, we, if, if the South Africans come out and do what they have done for, for since, since, uh, since the beginning of the World Cup and play a style of rugby at the World Cup. Now, they didn't do this against New Zealand um, leading up to the World Cup. They were absolutely... They were the New Zealand South Africa games were absolutely sensational. Open rugby games. These have been turgid, horrid affairs. But they win. Now, the South Africans, I think, will do exactly the same thing. We know exactly what they'll do. What we don't know is what the Lions will do. If the Lions do what they've done in the first and second test, they'll lose the third test. They won't win that. So the Lions have to do something different. The South Africans won't do anything different. They'll just do the same thing and be the same tough, hard dogs that they are, always are. They are such, such tough human beings. And, you know, you, I, I, when I say dogs, I mean that in a respectful way. I mean, just like a hard animal. They, they are just tough to beat. And, and you, you've got to walk off the field and say, wow, how, how mentally and physically strong are these people? The Lions tried to do it, it didn't work. There's got to be something different. What that different is, I don't know. There's nothing in that selection that says different, except Finn Russell on the bench. That says different. But it also says danger. So that's, that's, that's a two-edged sword. You know, it, it can cut you and it can cut them. So I, I, I'd have to lead towards South Africa 
Stu, I hope I'm wrong. I, lo I love the Civil War Lions win it, but I, I can't see that happening. I hope you're wrong too, Mark. I think the Lions, I've said they'll win 2-1, so I've got to stick with it. <laughs> it's a pleasure as always and great stuff. Love the chat, mate. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.